And we're going to get the thoughts now of Gabe DeArmond of PowerMizzou.com. Joins us here on the KTGR hotline. You can find him on Twitter at PowerMizzou.com. And uh, now's a great time to go and uh, read all their stuff at PowerMizzou and get your subscription. Gabe, how are you? Tired. What's up, guys? <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, it, you and mar- me both, pal. Marathon week. Uh, but I, 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 I'm sure that uh, with all of the uh, the news that's come, there's certainly a whole lot of hype now uh, with with how it's gone this week for Mizzou. But let's maybe start with the the most recent news we've gotten today that's been confirmed. Uh, huge to get both Kirby Moore and Blake Baker signed on uh, to be the coordinators once again uh, for. Uh, for next season and maybe beyond, we don't know the full terms yet of uh, their contract extensions. But how how huge is that to see two guys who probably got some interest uh, from other schools to maybe get a promotion somewhere uh, that they're signing on with Mizzou again? Yeah, you can take probably out of there. Both of them had uh, had interest. I, I'm not sure offers, but interest certainly. Um, I, I think it's big um, for continuity's sake. I mean, this is I, I've started looking at this in the last couple of weeks as 2024 is when you push your chips in if you're Missouri. This is it. You're all in for this 12-team playoff. you got a returning quarterback who, you know, should be in the running for all SEC. you got a wide receiver you're going to push for the Heisman. You've got an offensive line that's bringing some guys back. You've got not everybody, but some returning pieces on defense from the top 10 teams. So this is when you make your, make your push for it. And part of that is Hey, you don't really want Brady Cook learning a new system if he doesn't need to. You, you don't really want guys having to learn new terminology on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so, you know, with the caveat that we haven't seen the contracts, we don't really know what they are. And contracts are, I don't want to say meaningless, but not super meaningful in college football. So I don't want to just assume, hey, this automatically means everybody's back because, you know, like, I don't know what happens if, you know, Kobe, or I'm sorry, Kirby Moore, at basketball in my mind, Kirby Moore has an opportunity with his brother in the NFL or something in a month, right? Like, you don't want to just say blanket, hey, they're back. Although, I thought the biggest thing to come out today was Blake Baker retweeting the announcement with the, uh, I believe it was Wolf of Wall Street yeah. uh, line, which I can't say on your radio show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so uh, that one's hard to walk back once you've done that. For sure, uh, that's an emphatic uh, way to go ahead and say that you're uh, that you're bought in, uh, and, and certainly with how that's been coupled with you know uh, all the news this week uh, with with the recruiting class with the transfer portal. Let's start maybe with uh, the class that was signed uh, yesterday. Of course, every college coach nowadays loves to see you know the the. Everybody that verbally committed to not have any sort of drama get all their uh, signings in by, I suppose, 10.30 yesterday. But what do you make of what Mizzou's got at their disposal right now with that high school class and and whether those guys are, are maybe going to keep on contributing into 2024, you think? Yeah, obviously with the caveat that, look, I don't know, five stars can miss and two stars can hit, right? I mean, it's... Uh... It's kind of a dart throw, um, and I've never heard a coach stand up and say, you know, we didn't do great at this position. And this guy, like, we liked another guy better, but we couldn't get it. Right? Like, everything's great on right. signing day. But, you know, Will Winnery is, like, that is a building block piece for a college football team. Every program in the country would have taken that kid. And I think because of how high T is, maybe Jalen Brown and Elias Williams aren't getting enough attention at the defensive end position. That's a that's a really good positional class for Missouri. Those three guys, um, 
you know, Kawan Lacey, I mean, I'm not a big highlight tape guy, but if you watch that kid's tape as a running back, it's hard not to think he's going to be on the field and be a a difference maker next season. Um, Those are are probably some of the standouts. I know Eli's really happy that all five of their offensive line signees, or uh, and I can't remember if there are five signees in a transfer or four in a transfer, but all of them are going to be on campus for spring football and get started early. Um, and, and you know they they went out and what I the advantage now of the early signing day being what it is. By the way, I heard somewhere haven't verified it. Ninety nine of the top hundred players in the country signed yesterday, so it's not the early signing period. It's just the signing period. Yeah. Um, but the advantage of having it when you do is now you can go. Okay, what do we need? Where's the roster? You know, what do we have to get in the portal? Where are the three or four positions where we need a guy? And I thought it was interesting yesterday. There's a couple guys that can play a few different positions, and I asked Drinkwitz about him, and he said, you know, we're going to get through spring football and see see what the roster looks like and see who's left and and who's hit the portal and and what we still have, and then we'll make the decision. Uh, do we want this guy at safety or wide receiver? Do we want this guy at tight end or linebacker? Because maybe we we don't make the the decision just based on where do we think he's better. Maybe it's what do we need. And Gabe, obviously, the momentum for Mizzou right now is is a sight to behold. I'm interested though in taking you back to a, a conversation we had with you on the show before the season where your thought process, which I think was sound, was, hey, Mizzou is not necessarily going to do things this year that change the opinion of kids committing in December. And your thought was, you win eight games, like that's not going to really move the needle. But now looking back on it, Mizzou exceeding our wildest expectations, what has that done now that we can look and say, all right, maybe none of us had 10 wins as the thought process as to how that could impact things. What's your kind of thought on that now seeing the way it's all played out and and probably a way we didn't really imagine could happen? Yeah, so if you go by recruiting rankings, Eli Drinkwitz has recruited like nobody's ever recruited him, right? He's got three top 25 classes in the history of recruiting rankings before him there were two. Um, So that's your starting point. And what he's been recruiting with is, frankly, hope and promises and potential. Um, Because even a lot of this class was, really almost all of this class was committed before he had gone 10 and 2. Right, he was a, he was a 500 coach when he got commitments from these guys and and Williams Winery specifically. Now, what can he do when he's got something to sell? And that's going to be the interesting part. And the one the one thing that a lot of people said about Gary Pinkle that was less than unbelievable because he he was a great coach here and, and did many great things. And I'm not trying to knock him down a peg. But the one thing that some people were disappointed in is those two little runs he had, not little runs, but the two biggest parts of the runs, 07 and 08 and then 13, 14, they didn't result in a spike in recruiting. They didn't result in Missouri getting guys that they'd never gotten before, right? So the the interesting thing now is, okay, Drinkwitz has gotten, you know, an average of probably about six four-star kids a year by going 500. What if he could get 10? You know, I, I mean, what if he could jump up from the ninth or tenth ranked recruiting class in the SEC to the third or fourth ranked recruiting class because he's now selling a ten and potentially eleven win team? 
It's it's very interesting. We'll see what what this could do for uh, for the near future here in recruiting for Mizzou football. Gabe Arman of PowerMizzou.com with us here on the Big Show KTGR. And, and I mean, when you couple that uh, already, I mean, uh, it seems that transfers certainly are, are paying attention to what Mizzou did this past season. And uh, Tigers already have uh, what looks like six verbal commitments, uh, including two today from a couple of uh, uh, flag brothers on uh, on the defensive side of the football. But I mean, with with Caden Green and uh, and Toriano Pride and the other guys that have already signed on, it seemed that Eli Drinkwitz uh, went after the the big needs very early and and ended up hitting on some guys. No question, it needed a corner uh, because we we aren't sure either one of the starters are going to be back. Left tackle, I thought was maybe the biggest hole on the team to replace with Javon Foster. You know, you need a running back. You got Marcus Carroll and. You know, a couple of those guys are obviously local guys that Missouri really went after hard out of high school and missed them. And, and I don't want to discount how important 10 and 2 is in what Missouri's doing, right? I talked to Williams Winery about that yesterday and, and actually Caden Green too about, hey, the, the program that, that recruited you is, that was a different program than what you're walking into. You know, like they're in a different place now than they were four months ago. But I also don't want to ignore the obvious part. And that is the NIL. And, and I have yeah. tried, I've told our message board for a year to a year and a half, look, guys, there, you think this is going to kill Missouri. And I'm just telling you, based on what I've heard, they're ready to play this game. And, and, and I think they'll do it fairly well. And it's showing up now. I, I mean, you can't, it's okay for us to say out loud because it's not breaking rules. It's not any of that. That's a part of this, especially in the transfer portal. They can't be ignored, and, um, you know, I, I think there have always been people with the ability to do this for Missouri sports. Um, it wasn't always legal, but that didn't stop a lot of places, right? Yeah. But the difference is, and this is a credit to Desiree Reed francois and to Eli Drinkwitz and, and to Dennis Gates, too. They have galvanized, galvanized this fan base in a way that hasn't been done before. They are charismatic. They're out there. They're going on these tours. They're meeting the fans. And they have convinced Missouri fans to do something that really I don't think anybody's ever convinced them to do before. And to be honest, I wasn't sure it was possible to convince them. It's been uh, something to watch for sure. Uh, Gabe DeArmond of PowerMizzou.com with us on the big show KTGR. All right, Gabe, let's let's flip over to hoops. Uh Needing to certainly bounce back, and and uh, certainly it won't be easy as they take on Illinois and Bragging Rights tomorrow. I just uh, I think now with the with the last chance to get a quality non conference win before you know the the SEC schedule starts, I just wonder where you think this team's at with trying to give themselves a chance to to maybe shock uh, Illinois tomorrow in St. Louis. Yeah, it's interesting. I did a radio show in Champaign right before I came on with you guys, and they started with the basketball, and and we've talked football for 10 minutes first, and I think that's indicative. I told the guys in Illinois, I said, I'll be honest, there's not much buzz for this game. It's football season here right now, Um, and that's different than it's been leading into this game for a while, right? Um, This is a game I've seen turn seasons around. It can be done. What I've said a lot this week is the worst team seems to win this game more often than not. So there's certainly hope you don't go into this one thinking there's no way Missouri can win it. Um, but I go into it thinking Missouri has to win it. Um, because uh, starting this three-game stretch, Kansas, Seton Hall, Illinois, you said two and one's the goal. You can survive one and two. If you get one of them, you can, you can live with it. 
you go 0-3, you're in trouble. And, look, if this team's sitting 8-5 and entering the SEC and your best win is at Pitt, I'm not saying there's no way they can make the NCAA tournament, but it's not a conversation I'm willing to have until they show something different. Um, if, if, if they want to have that conversation, I think tomorrow night is a game they have to win. Probably. Uh, definitely an important one coming up for Mizzou against uh, Illinois tomorrow as they try to shake off uh, back-to-back losses. Gabe, uh, all kinds of stuff uh, new at uh, Power Mizzou, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, honestly, look, we had six stories posted by 9 a.m. this morning. Um, they've gotten I, I six or seven commitments in the last four days. I've lost track. Um, we're tracking another one here in, sometime in the next few days. Uh, transfer portal is big, obviously. Oh, by the way, they play a football game in eight days that <laughs> kind of, you know, we've forgotten about between two top nine teams in the country. So, uh yeah, it's uh, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll get through it, and uh, eventually it'll slow down. But it's not going to be four minutes. And, and Gabe, I think one of my favorite things that has happened on your site the past couple of weeks was Ennis Rakestraw jumping into the comments saying he had something to do with what yeah. was about to happen on your live stream. I love that. That was pretty good. There was also there was someone named Sam Horn on the live stream making comments. I do not know if it was that. I saw that. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate it. Um, You know, we've got a live show tonight. If there are any Missouri football players who want to jump in and participate, go ahead. I don't know how Eli will feel about it or the sports information director will feel about it, but I can't stop you from doing it. That's the open invitation right there uh, for any of those Mizzou football players uh, listening here. Sorry to the SMP. <laughs> Gabe Yarman at PowerMizzou.com with us here on the Big Show KTGR. Thanks, Gabe, for taking the time out of this busy week uh, to spend some time with us. Hope all is well. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, and we'll talk to you later on.